0: Hi, you're listening to the RVC Podcast, a ministry of River Valley Church in Fresno, California. Uh, Turn your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, and uh, we will get after it this morning and talk about the remedy for a worry-filled life. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Let's read it together. Paul writing this to the church in Philippi, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And listen to what Paul says. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Think this morning with me, like what is the biggest concern causes the greatest amount of anxiety in your heart, the thing that you worry about the most, which is a constant part of life as a human being. But what is it this morning for you? When you think about right now the, the anxiousness in your heart, the thing that you're worried about, take a moment, write that down on, the, on the, the bulletin. Write that actual word or that situation or that thing down. Because Paul says be anxious, be anxious. Uh, do not be anxious for anything. What is that anything represented in your life? And then how do you normally deal with that anxiety that pops into your heart? How do you normally deal with the worry that comes your way? There's a lot of ways. Paul, Paul gives us the right way to deal with that anxiety and that worry. But a lot of times we take door number two, don't we? We actually choose some unhealthy things, uh, some of it just stuffing it down, right, and not dealing with it, you know, sort of like ignoring it. Other times we might choose to, you know, uh, go towards alcohol or some kind of a prescription medication. You know, you're like, Alexis, fix me a stiff drink. You know what I mean? Not Alexis. (laughs) Alexa. (laughs) She's like, gosh, she's nine months pregnant. Give her a break. I don't have Alexa, but I know they're listening to us. Have you guys noticed that? This is a little deviation from my sermon. You ever been talking about something and all of a sudden it pops up in your feed the next day? You're like going, oh my gosh, this is freaky. Someone's listening. Yes, they're listening. That's why they want you to buy more stuff. What is that thing that you, how you normally deal with it? Paul tells us some right ways to deal with it. But we think about it. First of all, let's deal with the, the cause of worry in our hearts. What is it that actually is the cause of the worry in your life? It's about maybe work-life stuff, pressures at work. It could be your home life, relationships uh, with your kids, or making sure that you, know, that, that you don't mess up raising them, right, or getting them to school on time. Anybody, ha- hands raised, get a note from Clovis Unified saying, hey, if your son or daughter is late one more time, they're going to be in prison, right, Guantanamo Bay or something like that. And it's like, okay, you'll get your money. Fine, we'll be there. <laughs> Did we ever get a letter to him? Okay, it doesn't even matter. She's like, just move on. Because she doesn't want you to think she was a bad mom. But I, I they relate a few times. You worry about your future. It might be financial stuff. It might be your health. Just the things that kind of cause worry to rise up in our hearts. Unknowns. How is this situation going to turn out in our lives? Jesus told us in the the Gospel of Matthew, in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, do not worry about your life. And he talked about things like the simple basics of life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, or don't worry about your body, what you're going to wear. He pointed to creation and said, look at the birds of the air. They're not stressed out, and yet your Heavenly Father feeds them. He says, look at the, the lilies of the field. They're not toiling to try to look beautiful, and yet... All of Solomon's like slick gear, you know, Calvin Klein, it still wasn't as beautiful as the flowers of the field that are alive today and dead tomorrow. And then he said something about worry and anxiety in our hearts about life and the future. As he said, that it actually is futile. It does nothing good for your life. He says, which one of you by worrying could add a span to their life? In height, like you can't add an inch to your life and you can't, add a date to your life. You can't extend your life by worrying. In fact, worrying actually does the opposite. It has a negative effect on our lives. It was Charles Mayo who said this about worry. He said it affects the circulation, the heart, the glands, the whole nervous system, and it profoundly affects the health. The word that Paul chose to use when he said, do not be anxious for anything, that word anxious in the original language, it means this, literally to be drawn in two different directions. That anxiety in our hearts, it actually like pulls us apart. Maybe you're a kid growing up in the 70s like me. You remember Stretch Armstrong? Remember that like thing that filled with all the gooey stuff in it, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, you know, you're just like oh, trying to pull it apart. And then if you had teenage brothers like me, they're like, you know, like 20 feet across the room and you're just crying like, oh my gosh, you're going to break him. I actually cut him open because I want to see what was inside, like what color of blood he had. And it's not blood. It's just like gooey stuff that sticks to the carpet. But you might feel like that. Man, I'm being pulled in so many directions. I'm not trusting in God with this situation. And, and this anxiety in my heart, the worries that I have, the cares of life, they're actually actually drawing me apart and actually being destructive to my life. Worry does nothing positive in my life. I don't know if you know who Corrie ten Boom is, but she, is a, uh, she was a Dutch watchmaker like her family. But her and her family actually rescued those that the Nazis wanted to actually exterminate. There were Jews and there were those who had, uh, you know, they were mentally ill. And, uh, and, and so she got arrested and she was actually a part of a group, which most of which actually went to the gas chamber. But she said this about worry and anxiety. Think about the pressures that she faced as she was put in prison for actually trying to help people that the Nazis wanted to destroy. She said this, worry doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. Think about that. What you're stressed out about coming this, in, this week. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen with this situation. It doesn't change anything for tomorrow. In fact, it just affects today. It takes away the joy that you have, as my wife shared Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It takes away the strength that you have for today, and you're actually not living in the here and now. Have you ever been worried about something that actually never came to pass? It never even happened. And yet, it it grips all of our hearts. That's just part of being human. But it's not healthy for us. What's that one thing this morning? That's robbing you of strength, robbing you of joy, that, that you feel overtaken by worry and an anxiousness. Now, there's some practical things that I think can kind of create some balance in our lives. A lot of times we might be overwhelmed with worry and anxiety in our hearts because, well, we're just overloaded, right? We, we just do too much. We have too many things on our plate. Something needs to change in our life because it's just we're not meant to carry all of that weight in life, right? Learn how to say no. Isn't that such a freeing thing? Somebody says, hey, do you guys want to do this or do you want to sign your kid up for that? No. Say it with me. No. Do you want to sign up for kids ministry? Say it with me. Yes. Yes. See what I did there? Learn how to say no. See, those are some, I think, practical, healthy things that we see that line up with scripture, Jesus didn't just give in to the demands of people. Peter's like, hey, everyone's looking for you. He's like, we must go to another city. It's because he was allowing his schedule to be dictated by God himself, the Father, not the demands of people. I think a lot of times that we, we might, um, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, like, it doesn't create the worry or the anxiety, but it almost like fuels it being too busy, right? Because you don't have enough time to process and even actually to spend time with God. God, is this something that you want in my life? Like, does my child have to have 25 different activities after school to make it in life? Probably not. You know, there are times that we just, again, have to say no. The Lord might say, hey, remove this from your life, or he might direct you to make an adjustment. Here's a little side note. If you're saying no to things that have eternal weight and value, things like serving with your time, your energy you know, and, and doing good for other people. If you're saying no to those things uh, that have eternal value, you need to make some adjustments to say no to the things that actually don't produce any long-term value in your life so that you have some margin to actually do some of those things that are meaningful and actually, like, eternal in value. Something else is practical is just taking care of your health. For some of us, worry and anxiousness It's actually could be fueled by a serious medical condition, right? A lot of times you and I talk about like, oh man, I'm feeling anxious about this. But someone who has an anxiety disorder is like going, I I do not think that word means what you think it means. (laughs) You know what I mean? To quote, uh, I forget what movie I'm quoting right now, but someone will find me afterward. Princess Bride, there you go. Remember the guy kept saying, remarkable. It's like, yeah, I don't think you know what it means. Sometimes... Sometimes you might need to seek out a, a, a healthcare professional that can actually help you uh, understand like you might be missing some like very important chemicals in your body or they might be out of balance. You know what I mean? Some neurotransmitters that are either missing or heightened and just actually going instead of just normal like worry and anxiety that human beings feel, yours is like flooded with steroids and stuff and just to actually seek out some health And get some help actually might give you that sense of a fighting chance to actually go, now I can actually tackle some of these things and learn how to trust God for them. The church ought to be the place, by the way, where dealing with mental health should be the safest place to have those kinds of conversations. Amen? I mean, people would say, like, well, if you really trusted God, you wouldn't feel this much anxiety. You know what I mean? That's like telling a diabetic, well, if you really trusted God, if you read your Bible more, then you would have enough insulin to not die. You know what I mean? Like, it's absurd that we have that kind of conversation, yet that's, I think, a lot of times how we deal with, you know, people who have a, a, a legitimate medical situation that needs to be addressed. And so I would encourage you, uh, say no more and get your body in a place of health so that you actually are, like, you know, feeling the, the normal weight of anxiety and stress and pressures. But that just creates more balance in our life. It doesn't take away the things that weigh our hearts down, Right? Because you still have anxious thoughts. You still have worries and concerns about the future. You still have that thing that you wrote down mentally or either on a piece of paper or maybe you have multiple things. You say, boy, these things just get me so worked up and so overwhelmed. I don't know what to do with these feelings any longer. No matter what it is, being overwhelmed with worry gives you and I a reminder how desperate we are for God. And we are so, we so need God in our lives. And see, that's what Paul is saying here. You were not meant to carry it. Back in the 80s, do you remember that song Bette Miller sang, you know, God is watching us? And it was like, oh, Bette Miller, she's singing a Christian song. You know, you're like, oh, she's one of us. No. I don't know if she is or not, but the song isn't. I'm gonna take that back. I have no idea where she stands with Jesus, but the song, God is watching us. Is not a biblical song. You know what I mean? Sort of like he wound us up and he's watching us. Well, they had made a big mistake again. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. I don't need you watching me from a distance, Lord. I need you to shepherd me and walk with me, right? You know what I'm saying? Psalm 23 kind of stuff. Because according to uh, what we know about sheep, they're dumb and they get in trouble all the time. I need a shepherd to guide my life. I need a savior that I can roll these burdens and take that anxiety and do something with because I wasn't meant, neither were you meant to carry those kinds of loads on your heart. Ultimately, God says, stop worrying. Do not be anxious. And the way to freedom or the remedy for an anxiety, worried, filled heart is found in going to him. The cure for worry simply is what Paul said. He's telling you what to do with your cares and your worries. Do not be anxious by praying. He's not saying don't be anxious and start praying. He's saying the anxious heart goes away by praying to God and actually bringing your supplications to him. You learn how to take your worries to the Lord. What if... What if when anxiety kind of started welling up in our hearts and worry, concern, cares start overwhelming us, what if our first response was to actually, Lord, I'm feeling it come again. And I'm just going to actually right now stop and I'm going to lay this upon you. Because your word tells me that you care for me. Cast all your cares upon the Lord for he cares for you. That's the way out of that worry-filled life. And as Tam mentioned, I mean, you know, the, 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 the more responsibility your life takes on, you know, through your journey on planet Earth, the more things you have to be concerned about, right? My kids, this yesterday, you know, we have a family, like, running text message. And one of my son's posts, you know, talked about, like, man, wasn't that great when we were just playing, you know, Nintendo 64 and Mario Kart you know what I mean? And, and not a care in the world except, should we jump in the pool now or should we jump in later? You know what I mean? When, those are great days. Everybody paid for all your stuff. <laughs> but you grow up. And then there's bigger things that start to weigh over your heart. You have children. You, ha- you have, you know, your kids start growing older. Sam mentioned, you know, it is easier. It's more exhausting having little babies. I'm not going to lie, man. Be, like, it's why good to have them when you're, you know, younger. But it's more stressful having kids that now drive around in cars. You know what I mean? Move into different cities. And again, it's like one more opportunity to say, are you going to walk around with that anxiety in your heart? Or are you going to learn how to just say, God, I'm going to trust you? He says, the remedy for a worry-filled heart is to learn to take those cares and worries and anxieties to the Lord. I wonder how it would be for us this week if we learned to say, my first response, I'm not going to continue this day. When this is still weighing in my heart. I'm going to get down on my knees. I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to pause in my car. I'm going to say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to acknowledge this thing. I'm tempted to start worrying about this again. And I'm just going to ask you to take this right now. To actually lay it before the Lord. Prayer is the most underutilized privilege for a Christian. That you and I could go to him at any moment. And what Paul is saying here is either legitimate or it's baloney, right? It's either a real promise you and I can hang on to, or it's something that's just you know made up and it's like hocus pocus stuff. I'm going to choose to believe that God's word is real and true, and that if I will legitimately say, God, I'm going to cast this care upon you, God, this worry-filled heart of mine, I can't take it any longer. I actually want to lay it before you that God is actually going to come through according to what the Bible says. King David was a king who had all kinds of responsibilities. And he learned that God was a great resource for him. He said this in Psalm 61. He said, From the ends of the earth, I cry to you for help. And when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the towering rock of safety. What a great mental picture that is. When when he started feeling weighed down by the cares of the nation, the responsibility as this, you know, leader for the, the, the nation of Israel. That his heart would get overwhelmed. And he had people that were chasing after him, by the way, at this time. And he said, my heart's getting overwhelmed. And when, I, when it is, I cry to you for help. And they need you to lead me to that place where I can, I'm above the circumstances. I'm above it and I'm in a safe spot. That's what he prayed for. There's that great hymn. What a friend we have in Jesus. Did you guys grow up singing that? Any of you guys grow up going to church singing what a friend? There's Lyle back there. What a friend we have in Jesus. Listen to these words. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. This next line actually caught me this week. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Pause there. What peace you and I forfeit, what load you carry around that you have bare but it's needless because God has already given you the remedy for that burden that you carry around and that pain that overwhelms your life. And that's why this this author writes it this way, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Paul said, do not be anxious about anything. How? How? By carrying everything to God in prayer. Pray about everything. One pastor said it like this. Turn your cares into prayers. The thing that weighs your heart down today, have you been constantly bringing it before the Lord? I don't mean complaining about it. Lord, I can't believe this. I mean like saying, Lord, this overwhelming burden, this anxiety that I feel over this situation, I'm going to actually lay it before you. And I'm going to leave it there at your feet. The small things, the big things, the things you see perhaps on the horizon going like, oh, I'm starting to worry about that situation. You know what I mean? When our kids were little, we started like going like, oh my gosh, what if our kid marries like someone that has a lame family? Does anybody else? Come on, get real with me. You know what I'm saying? Legit prayers that Tam and I prayed. We're one for one right now. We're super happy. Let me get it. Yeah, we're one for one. Yeah, there we, are. we 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 hit a home run on our first son. I never played baseball. I don't know if that's a great analogy or not. We have high hopes for the next two. The small things, the big things, the the situations on the horizon, the you know, the family dynamics that you get worried about. You know, is that family situation going to ever reconcile? Is this situation in work or my future, my my finances in the future? God, is it ever going to actually get settled? You can trust God. I love what David also wrote in Psalm 55. He says, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. What a great promise that is. Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. That's something that we worry about in our future. Am I going to stumble? Am I going to fall? He says, give those burdens to the Lord. He'll take care of you. Proverbs sixteen three says, commit your work to the Lord. It literally means to roll it off of your shoulders and onto him, and your plans will be established. And Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5, 7, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Isn't that a great thought this morning? you 're not bothering him you 're not like like, Lord, I know you got a lot going on in the world, a lot of drama happening, but here 's this tiny little thing I know it 's insignificant in, in the grand scheme of life, but it's something that 's burdening me. maybe you 've got a child who it, their school situation isn 't like up to par they 're not, not you know getting along or whatever they don't have a group of friends that you were really hoping that they would find. It's not like the angels go, like, you know, block that prayer. Like, hold up. Come on, man. Let's 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 amp it up a little bit, right? Let's ramp up your, like, what's really going on in your family because that's too insignificant. Isn't that great? You don't hear an angel say, God doesn't care about that. <laughs> it's so freaky. Wouldn't that be, like, okay, let me try to think of something else then. you got a work situation. Some of you work next to you and it's like, Lord, you either got to help me deal with this or help me not to kill them, you know, that kind of situation. Or whatever it is. That's the the beauty of that kind of language. Anything includes everything, right? So your burden might be different than mine. But Peter says that actually God cares about you. And so if it's a care of yours, don't carry it around, turn it into a prayer. God, I'm going to just lay this before you. Again, Build that first response into your life. And I promise you, the rhythm of your life will actually get better and better and better. Circumstances might not change. The anxiety thing that was kind of overwhelming you, nothing might change with that situation. But you change, according to what Paul said. You experience life in a different level because you've actually said, it's not mine to carry, it's my shepherd. It's my saviors. It's my God who cares for me. He says, let me take that off your back so you don't have to carry that around. And something unique happens in our life. Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Unload it all on the Lord. Commit your way. Work to the Lord. Roll it on to him. Right? Relationships. Marriage. Career choices. The safekeeping of your loved ones. Letting your kids go. You name it. Life has a lot of things that cause anxiety in our hearts. Instead, we're to trust God and to take those requests to him. There's that ridiculous teaching that goes around that says, God helps those finish it, who help themselves, right? That's not in the Bible. I mean, you could write it in the back of your Bible, and you could technically say it's in the Bible, you know what I mean? But I think you get in a lot of trouble adding things to the Bible, so I'd be careful with that. God helps those who ask for help according to what Paul is saying. He's not saying, like, hey, figure it out on your own, man. Like, I got this world. Bette Miller told you, right, theology. I got this thing spinning. I'm watching from a distance. No, God, I need your help. God, I'm fearful. This last year, probably, I bet you this last year of my life, I've actually dealt with more fear than probably my entire life. I started actually reading a, uh, a kind of a fear um, you know, devotional through you version. you know, like a seven-day devotional, just like walking me through reasons why I shouldn't have fears. And you're like, don't you do this for a living? <laughs> you know, it'd be awesome as if you became a pastor and you're like immune to problems, you know what I mean? Immune to fears. Like, uh, oh, sorry, Satan, I'm a pastor, you know what I mean? We don't want any trouble with you. Do some Jedi move on him or something like that? Is it this way or is it this way? Help me out. Anybody? nerds, where are you? (laughs) That was like, that's a trap. There's Ryan right there. That's a trap. I'm not falling for that one again, Gordon. By the way, so am I. I'm reading The Hobbit right now for like the 10th time, so whatever. Don't judge me. Fear, man, just had started rising up in my life. It's just like Maybe when you started a church and your kids were, like, 9, 6, and 3, you should have had more fear. I don't know what happened. It's like something just changed. And I found myself, like, literally, like, waking up, just, like, fearful about situations in life. And once again, I have to say, like, God, like, I'm either going to carry this around like a, a load of bricks that it is and miss out on the here and now, or, God, I'm going to learn how to actually just take your word that I'm supposed to know about and roll it onto you. When we do that, and then that becomes our first response, and then we get quicker to run to the Lord, and we get quicker to turn to him, all of a sudden, our lives become lighter. And situations happen to say, you know, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be experiencing this joy that you have because you've got some jacked up stuff happening in your life. Like, I have no idea why. I mean, I know why, but it doesn't make sense why I have peace. I'm just trusting in the Lord. What a great way to live. Hebrews four sixteen says, "So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, who helps, uh, who there there will be there we will receive His mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So when fear and worry and anxiety threatens your peace, you bring it to God right then. And Paul used these words: prayer, supplication, make your request known with thanksgiving. These are words that are sort of like the framework of prayer life." prayer and supplication to me, entering his presence with worship. I'm getting my eyes on God again. A lot of times I start worrying and stressing as I'm looking at my circumstances. I'm looking at the mountain, if you would, instead of the mountain mover. And so Paul says, Paul says, start looking at the mountain mover. Enter his presence with, with worship and praise. God, I believe you can handle this. God, you're big enough to actually handle this. And then he says, and make your requests known the specific thing that you're tempted to worry about. Lord, I'm tempted to actually take that back from you and start worrying about it because I don't think you can handle it. No, Lord, I'm tempted to take it back, but God, I'm gonna actually lay it before you. And let's not forget what Paul says with thanksgiving. Say, thanksgiving here is an exercise of faith. It's trust. God, I thank you that you got this. God, I thank you for your promise that you're actually going to come through for me. When worry, stress, anxiety is met with prayer, it opens the door for God's peace to come into our lives without having to figure it out mentally how it's all going to work out. That's the great thing about God's peace, isn't it? It's a word, uh, the the Greek word is erine. It's bigger than an absence from conflict. It means wholeness, completeness. And no longer pulled apart by worry and anxiety. Peace from God's amazing. Because Paul says it goes around understanding. You don't have to have it figured out. You just have to say, God, by faith, I'm going to receive your peace into my life. It passes understanding. Why do you have peace? You lost your job. Because God's peace just went around my understanding. I don't know. I don't have it figured out. I'm just going to trust God. What a witness it is. When a Christian begins to practice this and say, I'm trusting in God because the world looks at you and says, there's no reason why you should feel peaceful right now. And say, it's only God because you're right. It doesn't make sense at all, but it goes around understanding. I love that. And he says, and it will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. It will protect your heart. Where feelings are produced like fear and anxiety, it will protect your mind. Where thoughts have a tendency to run wild with the what ifs. And the word, a military term Paul uses, says it will guard it. It's the same concept in Acts 9 when Paul was guarded by a, a, a group of Roman soldiers, you know, like a garrison around my heart. Nothing can penetrate because God's peace is there to guard my heart like that. My heart my mind. My mind can run wild like yours can. What ifs and what fors and be on an emotional roller coaster? But in Christ is guarded, my heart is guarded. I can tell myself, hey, don't stress about this, but then thoughts run wild. That's why I need God to guard my heart, my feelings. I need God to guard my thoughts and allow his word to penetrate there. What what has you stressed out today? What has like what's the one thing you wrote down? Maybe even through this time of, in his word this morning, you're like, man, I, I, I really do have a lot of anxiety feelings, you know, about this situation, and I don't know what to do with it. What's the thing that's got you so worried that it almost like, isn't it crazy how thoughts can almost like paralyze you in life? As Corey Ten Boom says, worrying about what happens tomorrow, it doesn't change tomorrow. It just changes today. It actually affects your today. And you're not living for today. Do you know what that thing is? Man, bring that to God this morning. Begin that journey with God saying, God, I'm not going to walk in life any longer carrying this burden around. I'm going to turn my cares, the thing I care about, into prayers. Let me encourage you. How that fleshes out in your life is that you actually begin to carve out time for this kind of important, you know, matter. You set time aside. Remember earlier we talked about getting balanced in your life by learning how to say no? You might say like, I'm too busy to have time with God. How's that going for you? Not so well because God's got to be your shepherd. And so you carve out some time this week. And, and during your time, it might just be moments, man. You might just say, I'm going to set aside five minutes. Everyone can grab five minutes. And I'm going to learn how to say, God, this thing that I'm overwhelmed with, here I am again. I'm going to lay it at your feet. Here I am again.